Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. Great to have you uh, have you along. If this is the first one of our podcasts you've listened to, please hit that subscribe button and come along for the ride. Later in the show, we are going to catch up with Jock McLaughlin and his thoughts on the new V-Strom 800DE from Suzuki. He got to ride it at the Australasian launch and we'll bring you the Kiwi Rider story uh, later on. Uh, as well as Protector Insurance's winter riding tip. But right now, it's time to get into the top five. And this week on the top five is the top five worst things to find in your helmet. How many of these have you found in your helmet? I've found a few of them. And at number five, it's a cockroach. I've found a couple of cockroaches in my helmet, but one time... I was riding down the motorway and I'd been going for about 15 minutes and I felt this thing moving inside the helmet and oh my god, that was the quickest motorway exit and helmet removal ever. Oh, just give me shivers thinking about it. Uh, top five things uh, that you don't want to be finding in your helmet. And at number four, wetters. Man, when wetters get attacked or get angry, they bite, man have not found a wetter inside my helmet. I think you'd find it when you put it on, to be fair, because they're fairly sizable little critters. The top five worst things to find in your motorcycle helmet. Number three, ants. I went on a motorcycle trip once, and we stayed in this uh, this kind of shack down on the beach. And uh, we didn't notice at the time, but there was a bit of an infestation of ants. And a few of the guys we were riding with, uh, when we got up the next morning, they dusted the ants off their helmets and gear and stuff. And then uh, riding down the road, there was a few ants crawling across the screen, across the visor of the helmet. Ugh. Top five worst things to find in your helmet. Number two. And uh, number three would be ants. And at number two, spiders. The top five things that you don't want to be finding in your helmet. Spiders. We're pretty lucky in New Zealand. Not many uh, venomous ones, but I imagine. In fact, uh, there's a reason why you don't put your helmet uh, neck side down when you're in the bush in Australia. It's because spiders like to crawl up all in the air. Yeah, the top five things you don't want to be finding in your helmet. Number uh, number two is spiders. And number one of the top five things you don't want to be finding in your helmet. Probably someone else's head. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. That kind of brings to mind uh, ideas of somebody de- decapitated. That no, that's not really what I meant. But I don't want to find that either. No, I don't. I don't like sharing helmets, whether it's knits or whatever, or something just too close to your face. My helmet is mine. I don't actually like even ho- uh, handling other people's helmets. Uh, don't know why. But there you go. There's your top five things. The top five worst things to find in your helmet. Time now to take a look at our winter riding tip. Thank you very much to Protector Insurance. Uh, They are the team, they are motorcyclists, and they are providing motorcycle insurance, and they want to do themselves out of a job, really. They want to give you the tips to keep safe and keep your motorcycle safe in winter so that there are less claims and they can do themselves out of a job. Pretty much as simple as it goes. They care, because they are motorcyclists as well. If you want to know if you're on the best deal possible as far as your motorcycle insurance goes, go to protector.co.nz. Thank you very much, Protector Insurance, for sponsoring the winter riding tips. This week's tip, ride smoothly and responsibly. 
In winter, roads can be unpredictable with icy patches and reduced traction. To maintain control, adapt to smooth and gentle throttle input and braking. This goes for when you're braking, accelerating, steering, generally just smoothly and gently with your bike. Give yourself more time and more space to react to any hazards uh, or challenges or changes in the road condition. Avoid sudden or aggressive maneuvers that can destabilize the motorcycle. Stay in higher gears to minimize abrupt throttle inputs. Increase your following distance and be mindful of other road users. Keep an eye out for signs of black ice, such as a glossy appearance on the road's surface. And generally, ride like nobody can see you. Give yourself room and give yourself a, uh, an escape plan. Know how you're going to get out. Know you're out. Thank you very much, Protector Insurance, for this week's winter riding tip. Go to protector.co.nz. Fill out the online tool for a free quote. See if you're on the best deal possible. They can uh, insure your motorcycle for transit, uh, theft, you know, full or third-party cover, as well as your gear, um, track day cover, and a rebate for your Ride Forever course as well. So thanks very much, Protector Insurance. Go to protector.co.nz. Make sure you're on the best deal possible. V is for Vendetta. No, V is for Versatile. Suzuki's V-Strums have always been the reliable, if not overly exciting, choice of the adventure world until the release of the 21-inch front-wheel 800DE model. Jock McLaughlin moseyed on down to the Australasian launch to take a look and a spin. This story from Kiwi Rider magazine, uh, July Volume 1. Go to kiwirider.co.nz to check it out in full colour, absolutely free. One bike we've been very much looking forward to is the all-new Suzuki V-Strom 800DE. Of course, it is always exciting to ride a new adventure machine, and word had already been filtering down from our friends in the Northern Hemisphere that the 21-inch front wheel 800 was a really good ride. However, weather forecast for the Australian launch in Whanganui was not ideal, to say the least. Call me soft, but sunny conditions are my preferred conditions for getting to know a new bike. But because I spent many years riding enduros in the Lismore Forest, basically on the town's doorstep, I guess that'd be okay. Besides, the area has some fantastic gravel roads, and Suzuki boss Simon Mead is an old enduro racing buddy of mine from way back. And with him leading the ride, we knew it was going to be a great one, whatever the conditions. Homework. Suzuki has done its homework and cunningly played the longish game before introducing the 800DE. Rather than just jump hastily into the mid-sized adventure market, it looks like the designers and engineers weighed up the opposition and decided the ideal machine would sit nicely between Yamaha's Tenere 700 and the 850-890 of BMW and KTM. The V-Strom range has always been somewhat conservative, but nonetheless a decent people-pleasing solid performer that is axe-reliable. Suzuki has looked at the market and positioned this new 800 right where it believes there is a void and filling it with a machine their customer base is looking for. This is a great performing, all-round, capable machine that does not cost the earth. With a 21-inch front wheel rather than the 19-inch wheel of the V-Strom range previously, and straight up, this new 800 will win riders over whether they're traditional Suzuki people or not. It is a bloody good ride. Previous model V-Stroms have been lambasted for the 19-inch front wheel, 
Adventure bikes have a 21-inch front wheel, right? Well, yes and no. It all just depends. In Europe, the road less travelled is probably still tarmac. In New Zealand, almost certainly not. The bottom line is, on tarmac, 19-inch is superior for traction and feel. And on gravel or worse, the 21-inch front hoop is significantly better for traction and steering accuracy. Suzuki intend the 800DE to be ridden off-road, in the mud and easy single track, hence the larger diameter front wheel. Put genuine knobby tyres on the front and rear, and you'll soon be amazed at what large bikes can do. And let's face facts, 19-inch knobbies come in 50% road, 50% off-road varieties, which aren't real knobbies at all. For proper steering and braking grip off-road, a 21-inch front wheel is a must. So I think Suzuki has done the right thing equipping the 800DE with a 21-incher. Its horizons have been broadened. Styling and design. On the styling front, Suzuki has given the 800DE modern, bold and distinctive styling with strong colour schemes. There are three main colours to choose from, bright yellow-blue, grey-blue and black-blue. No doubt the yellow-blue combination has the most impact, and yellow is the colour most riders associate with Suzuki from its long-running RE motocross range, which will certainly keep Suzuki fans happy. But I have to say, the pale grey-blue is a very smart-looking machine, and one that caught my eye the most. The traditional beak above the front guard is still in place, but the headlight is now a twin mono-focused vertically stacked LED setup that's very distinctive. The rest of the 800DE has slim clean lines that enhance ergonomics. The rider platform is roomy and comfortable without being eye-wateringly tall. The seat height is reasonable at 855mm that should suit most riders in the adventure market, although shorter riders could struggle. The big news here is the parallel twin engine, and that's a gem. The basics are liquid cooling 776cc with twin overhead cams and four valves per cylinder, producing a claimed 83 horsepower at 8500 rpm and 78Nm of torque at 6800. This is fed by twin 42mm throttle bodies. Airbox access is under the seat and seems reasonable. We never had the opportunity to take the air filter out, so we can't vouch for sure. Many have nicknamed the new bike as the P-Strom, due to the parallel configuration engine. However, Suzuki says the V in the Strom now stands for versatile. As a V-twin, like the 650 and 1050, it is not. However, it does take the 270-degree firing order, which somewhat emulates the pulse and sound of a V-twin. More importantly, the engine is delightful in use. It has a powerful and responsive nature while maintaining a linear and usable power delivery. Initial thrust and response from low revs are impressive with excellent low RPM torque and mid-range grunt too. While the top-end power is decent, the low RPM responsiveness and grunty nature of the power delivery means short-shifting through the gears is a quick and effective way to ride the 800DE. For most use, it is unnecessary to rev the engine hard. This is a well-balanced, smooth-running motor, with little vibration. This is thanks to Suzuki's new patented balancing system. Twin balancer shafts are mounted at 90 degrees, and I'll mention that, at times, a few vibes are noticeable. If you're focusing and looking for them, that is, but nothing I thought to be of any real consequence. Suzuki has done a great job with this engine. The launch ride was a day-long mix of approximately 50% loose gravel roads and the other half tar seal. 
At all times, there was rain and the roads were wet. The weather was crap. To be fair, Simon had put together a fantastic test ride and it was a real shame the big yellow stayed away that day. SIRS, or Suzuki's Intelligent Ride System, was there to take care of any mishaps. Being in charge of the ABS and TC electronics, there are road and gravel traction control modes, along with two levels of ABS intrusion, and the rear ABS and TC can be turned off, definitely a step forward compared to previous Suzuki Adventure machines. All of this is navigated by a 5-inch colour TFT LCD display that shows the rider mode, amount of TC and ABS dialed in, range, gear, fuel consumption, fuel level, clock, ambient temperature and more. There's a handy 2 amp 5 volt USB port mounted on the left hand side of the dash for those who use their phone for navigation. Not me, I use the phone to make calls occasionally. A testament to the bike is how enjoyable the ride itself was. Bad weather never enhances a ride but can contribute to negative feelings towards the bike because it's so bloody miserable. Not this time though, I was loving the ride and it sure as hell wasn't the weather having any influence on it. The 800DE just works so well both on gravel and tarmac, and that's with the standard tyres, which are road tyres. This fact highlights how well Suzuki has designed the chassis. It is, a planted and st- it is planted and stable while remaining agile and effortless to turn in. The steering head angle is 28 degrees. Which is a little on the low side for a dirt bike, but it works a treat on the 800. On wet gravel, the Suzuki would happily slide the front just a little on corner entry to let me know it was on the edge of traction. There is no heart-in-the-mouth moment for the rider. It all just feels very predictable. This is an excellent trait, particularly on biggish 230kg machines with a full 20-litre complement of 95 Ron fuel on board. Riding a big bike that loses the front on gravel without warning is not ideal. And of course suspension action comes into play here, and for the riding we did, it was excellent. Because of the poor weather, we were not given the opportunity to test out the 800 off-road. Showa fully adjustable suspension components are fitted at each end, with 220mm of travel at both ends, 220mm of wheel travel is almost 9 inches, which is a decent amount for an adventure bike, but ground clearance is only 3.5mm greater than wheel travel, which I think is cutting it a bit fine when bottoming it out. So, I'd recommend fitting a quality bash plate if you have any intentions of going beyond a gravel road in your adventure riding. Suspension action at each end feels firm, yet plush while remaining well controlled. In all the conditions we rode from tight and twisty through to fast, open tarmac, to winding gravel roads with some corrugations, the suspension performed excellently. But as mentioned earlier, We have not tried the 800DE off-road. We are certainly looking forward to that day. Good size 310mm twin discs with Nissan 2-pot calipers provide good strong braking and stopping power with excellent feel. The ABS up front is excellent with no unwanted intrusion, even on gravel with road tyres, which is saying something. Coming from Jock, it really is saying something. The rear is a 260mm single disc, also with a Nissan caliper, which was great and did its job well. The lowdown. All in all, Suzuki has come up with a terrific bike in the new V-Strom 800DE. It is comfortable with decent weather protection, it's a quick relaxing ride, and handles and stops very well. In fact, it is a genuine struggle to find a fault in any real regard. Some nitpicky types might not like the colour combinations, 
or perhaps the styling, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You pay your money, you take your choice. Yes, the V-Strom 800DE is an excellent machine and deserves to sell well. These words from Jock McLaughlin and uh, the first of the Kiwi Rider team to get a leg over the new Suzuki V-Strom 800DE at the Australasian launch earlier in the year. If you want to check out the photos and all the specs, go to the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. Check out June Volume 1, 2023. And that about wraps up the show. A short one this episode because, as you can probably hear, I'm a little bit poorly and speaking is not the easiest thing in the world. But thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch, email me, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Get in touch through social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Love to hear from you. And yay, we hit 1,000 subscribers on the Moto NZ YouTube channel. Thank you so much if you are one of those 1,000. There's content going up there every week, a new video every week. But thank you so much. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you guys hitting that subscribe button. As I said, the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine is absolutely free for you to read at kiwirider.co.nz. Check it out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. I've been Ray. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>